0: Good morning Maspa and travelers from around the galaxy. Welcome into the Blue Milk Cafe with me, Royal Farnboy, RFB. Where each time I ask and invite a Star Wars Twitterverse friend, maybe someone I follow, maybe someone follows me, or we follow one another, into the cafe where we can learn about them. As the Star Wars fans they are. Instead of just seeing them as 256 characters in the Twitterverse. No, we get to have a chat. So let's start chatting. And RP back in the Blue Milk Cafe. With another Star Wars Twitterverse and YouTube friend. Lord Dagobir To the galaxy,
1: yo, yo, thank you for having me on, fam. I appreciate it. I'm Lord Dagafir. I just do some YouTube content and you know, talk
0: about Star Wars. Let's go! Let's go, indeed. All right, um, first thing that comes to my mind, I'm going to borrow this from my squadron leader, yes, from, from Hyperspace Heroes, who I'm a member of the squadron. Round five. Spotchka is my call sign. I was his first live guest with with him and Scruffy and Droidbait. And first thing that Brown Leader asked me that I'm going to ask Lord Dagavir is, what does Star Wars mean to you?
1: Everything. <laughs> Everything, fam. I feel like outside of like just you know regular life and experiences, I feel like I've learned the most from Star Wars. Uh, it's funny when I say that because like I was someone where I was like, ah, oh, you know, uh, characters like, uh, Anakin Skywalker when I was younger because of what was going <laughs> around and how I was kind of an outcast. You know, I, you always attach yourself to these characters that have, uh, some attributes or something, some likeness to you. You feel their <laughs> empathy and, you know, going around as Anakin Skywalker, seeing him and, uh, not necessarily the way he was mistreated, but the way the communication. I would say communication, not just from his feelings, but other people around him uh, talk to him, and we all know the story. We all know the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker and the person mm-hmm. that he became later. Um, uh, but also, there's you know, there's characters that like you know, like Yoda, whose wisdom and Qui-Gon Jinn, you know, is another character, or Obi-Wan Kenobi. As you grow, I want to say there's different types of interpretations and experiences that you have in life, and you may be fixated on one character that you think you are. But that's the well, whole purpose of of Star Wars, I feel like, is it's generational. It grows with you and not just your intelligence, but also the experiences and lessons learned. And that's why I kind of feel like it's everything. And even today, what we were talking about before we recorded, you know, just about one era from Star Wars to another and, and seeing how it unfolds in history and how people treat each other. I feel like. You're not really paying attention to Star Wars, you know, if if you're doing these things and and you're not listening to the lessons that Star Wars is giving you. That's why I feel like Star Wars is is everything. That's what it means to me.
0: Well, I hope as a youngin, yeah. when you fascinated with and that you didn't turn up in any kind of scuffle like with Greedo from the deleted scene.
1: <laughs> oh man, yeah, there was definitely scuffles. There was. uh Definitely an age where I was like, you know, Anakin Skywalker was right. No, I mean, I, I've definitely, uh, uh, I've definitely learned a lot, you know, and, and seeing, and that's the thing about maturing too with Star Wars is you start to realize Anakin's flaws. You start to realize that while a lot of people were a problem for Anakin and probably, you know, some of the main sources of why that, you know, he became the way he was, Anakin Skywalker was also the same. Same problem. Anakin Skywalker was also responsible for his actions. And, and I think that's the best thing about Star Wars is you can get so many different angles from it. And, you know, you can play the tragedy victim or, you know, you can see the accessory and why this happened and the self-inflicted wounds.
0: Yeah, I've had some times in, in my past where I've done similar things that Anakin did. It, have mm-hmm. done, but. Right. All right, where does Lord Dagavir's Star Wars story start?
1: Man, where does it start? It's so funny because I feel like everybody has, like, this grandeur, like, story about, oh, yeah, Star Wars has been with me throughout my entire life. And for me, it hasn't. You know, I want to say, like, yes, my family always had, you know, Star Wars or some form of Star Wars, but I had a very, like, sheltered life. I wasn't allowed to watch cartoons. I wasn't really allowed to play or have toys. Um, and that's just because my family was very strict, specifically my father. But I do remember going to The Phantom Menace. And I remember seeing Darth Maul for the first time. And Darth Maul was awesome. It was, and it was even to the point where I wanted to be him for Halloween, which is coming up, which is pretty cool. And and I was Darth Maul, which is awesome. You know, that's not something that, that I was allowed to do or happen. And, and that was cool. But that was really the only experience i had for star wars outside of like you know the movies releasing and stuff and me getting excited about it um i watched mm-hmm. *Revenge of the sith i think it was uh sophomore year of high school yes 2015 yes so i was i was about 15 years old sorry, two, sorry 2005 i was 15 years old and i remember watching revenge of the sith and i watched that every night fam i watched it every single night for the entire sophomore year of high school to the point where I knew every single uh, point of dialogue. And then YouTube later, five years later, started to be pretty prominent in my life. And I started watching lore videos, you know, and then you hear about all the Expanded Universe stuff and these video games. And uh, then I read my first book. and And then after that, it was the comics and stuff like that. And then I just started to dip deeper and deeper into Star Wars. But it really started around Thanksgiving uh I want to say in in 2005 where there was a garage sale and uh I found this TV with a VCR in it all right very old a very this is, very, this is a, you know this is a very old time I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people who don't even know what a VCR is uh but there was a TV with a VCR in it and uh I also got these VHS uh it was the reimagined version of Star Wars you know that came out in the 90s Oh, had, yes, 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 yes. And I, I had them on VHS. It was the, <laughs> the, the 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 three of them all together. And someone was selling that, so I took that. And then I I took that TV that I found outside in the trash, and I freaking brought it over on Thanksgiving. And I just started watching them, and I just I just kept watching them. You know, it was it was not something I I had. And so I had Revenge of the Sith, and then I had those three movies, and that's where the obsession really started. Honestly, <laughs> was that was watching that. Yes.
0: Yes, I can remember. I'm old enough that I know. I remember <laughs> that. These memories are fuzzy. <laughs> yeah. Where there, there weren't Star Wars. Right. Right. Um. Your Twitterverse handle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How did you come to choose that? Yeah. Which is a YouTube channel name.
1: Yes, Lord Jagavir. So I, I, I love Star Wars. Um, I, I don't want to say I like. Fan fiction. Uh, per it's not nothing bad against fan fiction. It's just I'm not a writer. I'm not gonna f- pretend or fantasize myself as a as oh yes yeah, so I can make great stories. No, but I do have a really good imagination, and I and I love Star Wars, and I love creating characters. I love I love the idea of creating a Star Wars character. So I just did my version of a Star Wars character, and uh, the funny enough the Skype uh, logo that I have today is actually. Who's supposed to who Lord Dagovere is supposed to be and I've always loved the idea of failure because I feel like failure is the greatest teacher of all mm-hmm. and um, one thing that I've that I myself have experienced in life is uh, <laughs> is a repetition of failures and you know this could be you know performance in uh, in athleticism you know in sports which I, I did a lot of sports I had played baseball I was one of the best players in Florida um hmm. around the time of high school yes i actually could have been playing uh professional i had a scholarship and everything but i but it, that didn't work out um hmm. and uh, uh through that it's like identity you know you do something throughout your entire life i played baseball for 17 18 years of my life and then uh when that didn't happen i was i didn't know who i was i didn't know what my identity was i didn't know what i was going to do in life and so everything else that i applied myself to i was trash man i was (laughs) i was so bad at like so many things you know and it doesn't matter whether i loved it or i had a passion i had work ethic and i was determined but that doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily guarantee you skill right or (laughs) success Right? And, and that's another reason why I love Anakin so much, because Anakin is supposed to be the chosen one, and he failed a lot. <laughs> you know, he got the hands a lot to mm-hmm. so many of the characters that we see. And also, uh, yeah, it, it nothing's guaranteed in life. And, and so I love the idea of this character, uh, Daryl Severe, because Star Wars always plays, it's a wordplay, right? You have these names like, you know, Darth Vader and Anakin, Ahsoka Tano, with Katana and Shoto, and then it's also her name. So, I made a character called Daryl Severe, who was a, uh, he was a Force-sensitive entity, um, for a long time, and he had darkness inside of him, and, uh, he pursued this knowledge, and pursued this idea of becoming uh, a warrior, to free himself from shackles, and these shackles were mental, mostly, than than Mm -hmm. physical, and, um... Everything that he was doing, you know, training in the temple, going around and, and doing his thing, he lost. He, he, he became a master of failure. And that's the beauty of it is no matter what was going on, no matter how much he was suffering, no matter the wound that he had, he was still crawling. He was still pushing. He was still getting back up. And it, there was no idea that he was going to succeed. It was just the idea that he needed to get every single answer from every single situation in life so he would never fail again. And so he continues to fail in every way possible so he can prepare and know and what to expect and ultimately succeed because he is gone through the motions so many times and and suffered more than everybody else. So he's a master of failure. He's a master of suffering. And that's who Lord Dagavir is supposed to be from knowledge and experience from his past and his failures. That's that's who he becomes.
0: Yeah. That there is interest, deep interest in stuff. Wow. Yes. Yes. Okay. (laughs) What Star Wars characters speak to you?
1: man uh outside of outside of Anakin cuz I feel like I've talked to him uh, a a lot um Kylo Ren funny enough um who's also you know Skywalker funny and uh I love his story um I love his story so much because it 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 represents the other arc I guess you could say of of my story um mm-hmm. and the whole the whole parent stuff you know the the you know, the father issues and then the mother issues. And then Mm -hmm. after so long and and what happens with him, uh, you know, he redeems himself. And it's so funny when when the redeeming word in Star Wars is thrown around. And I don't really think it's as redeeming as it should be, per se. You know, you want to talk about Anakin killing children. You want to talk about Kylo Ren killing so many people, killing his father. You know, I'm not sure if that's redeemable, right? (laughs) You know, Uh, but uh, I love the idea of how Star Wars... Is is an epiphany. It's an atonement, and no matter how far you're gone, you can come back. It's never too late to change. And and I love that that beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, lesson that Star Wars gives you. And and that's why I like Kylo Ren because you know throughout the entire time, like you see the struggle with Kylo Ren, and you see the struggle with not just the Force, but who he is. The first movie of The Force Awakens, which I love, he's sitting there begging the mask of Darth Vader to show him darkness again because he's afraid he's too good you know and uh and i love that too because as a person who's who's suffered who's who's dealt with a lot i feel like a lot of people can't change because they're stuck in their ways and they're stuck in their ways because maybe the atmosphere around them isn't allowing them to change you know maybe it's success maybe they're in a bad neighborhood maybe they're in a dead end job whatever it is you know people are stuck and they can't get out of it you know and Perhaps they need that, you know, divine intervention or that influence from somebody else to finally do what's necessary, do what needs to be done to improve themselves. You know, uh, mm-hmm. and it, it seems like when we start to see Kylo Ren in that story, there has been a long, a, a very long going, extensive issue of him struggling between light and darkness, light and darkness. You know, and at that time, nobody is in his life to help him. It's just nope. no it's just the Knights of Ren. It's all these things. And, and and that shows you, no matter how powerful you are, which is also beautiful about Star Wars, no matter how strong you are, no matter how intelligent you are, things are not going to go your way. And if someone like Kylo Ren or Anakin Skywalker, the Chosen One, is going to fall to the dark side and make some stupid decisions, then you know little old me is also going to make stupid decisions and is also going to struggle with these things. Uh, and so I, I think that's why... I often uh, shift between Kylo Ren and Anakin because, you know, because of their stories. And Anakin now has, has, has his story has improved. His story has gone on further than what we've ever seen post-Return of the Jedi, thanks to Ahsoka. Uh, but mm-hmm. Kylo Ren is still there, and I think a lot of people can learn from, from Kylo Ren and also uh, Anakin and his, uh, and his issues, man. Uh, yeah, those are probably the two characters that speak to me the most. There's other characters, but those are definitely the two for sure.
0: That's an interesting pair. Grandfather, grandson. Yes. yeah. Ben did set himself up. He thought it was going to take him down a path that Snoke wanted him to go by running Han through. And he said thank you and he fell. It it didn't do that at all. It scarred him.
1: It ruined him even more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it took both his mother and his father, yes. to make it see the light, in my opinion. Yes. There's a lot, after we got to see that part, I had a hard time calling him Kylo Ren. To me, he was always Ben Solo. Yes. Whether he had that helmet on or not.
1: Yes. Yes. I love that. Thank you. I have, I'm so uh, glad you said that.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. Pre-show, we were talking uh, books, audio books. Mm-hmm. For hard copy audio. Mm-hmm. And which one, uh,
1: yeah, which one? Which one do you prefer? Actually, which one do you prefer?
0: I I cannot. Oh my lord! I cannot tell you the last time I sat down with a hard copy and oh, read. Yeah. I know Not nowadays, if I do, uh, I'll likely be napping. <laughs>
1: yeah, it
0: happens. School myself over. I want to say this year will be thirteen years. That my podcast playlist has been in my years. Um, yeah, I've schooled myself so much in audio, even back when I was a young and when, uh, the Star Wars radio dramas came out, the very first one came out in 1981 that was just Star Wars. And that's the same year that George decided to put to, that we were, this is going to be a trilogy of stories and put a new hope on it. He was schooled in those, and then also something we were talking about pre-show was listening to different stuff that I went and took, when was this? I want to say it was the early 2000 aughts. I found somewhere online that I took the actual soundtrack from the prequel films and made them audio files. Listening to the films the same way that I listened to the original radio dramas. So, and I take those to work with me. And I think I've heard Star Wars more times than I've seen it. Yeah, I have yet to do that with the sequel trilogy. I might give that a try. Mm -hmm. But mostly audio. Uh, My Audible library is chock full of, and I've heard most of them. Aftermath, I must have listened to three, four dozen times. Just the first one. I've I've done the whole trilogy a few times. Um, Every now and again, yeah, I'll go bounce back into... There's one that intrigues the hell out of me. Yes, which one? Uh, Are you familiar with The Legends of Luke Skywalker? Oh my gosh,
1: yeah, that is one of the first ones. And I have not read it entirely, uh, because I was also... You know, this is just a bad time, I feel like, because this is where... Well, I mean, the scrutiny, I guess, for Disney is always around. But uh, I remember seeing that book and wanting to buy it, and there were so many terrible reviews about it. So I never got, like, my own impression of it.
0: I would definitely recommend the audio. And the, there's six short stories in there that you can make up your mind whether they did or didn't happen in the galaxy. The very first one in it, I, I even had to share this with my girls. Because it is just so super fantastical that I could see a character in it's called the Mythbuster Ah. it takes place in the sequel trilogy time, sort of kinda in relation to not directly related to the the stable kids that we see on on in canto bite
1: oh okay, okay, yes,
0: it's sort of like well yeah, we end up seeing them playing with uh homemade action figures, and one of them is Luke Skywalker. Well, yes. this takes place on a freighter. I'm going to pare this down real short. It takes place on a freighter with passengers on their way to Cantonica. And somebody brings up the wanting to hear old tales. And somebody, is one, one of the characters in the story has heard this other person tell the story of the legend of Luke Skywalker and how it turns up that she kind of made up most of the, this stuff and unbeknownst to the characters that were telling the story at the time in what was it called uh, some kind of restaurant the dandy donjon luke's sitting uh, luke's sitting at the counter they don't know this he's got his hood up and, and they describe his you know, blue eyes graying beard, and he's kind of fascinated listening to her spin this story, which is nothing everything. It's everything furthest from the truth of what actually happened. She was telling the, the story of, of A New Hope. And oh, wow. it's so fantastical that his name wasn't really Luke Skywalker. It was Luke Claude <laughs> I love it.
1: That is it. Oh, well
0: i had hundreds of times I've listened to this. It's maybe 45, 40, 45 minutes long. Yeah, if you can do that in the audible, it will just draw you right in. But my, my, my preferred is audio everything. Books, my playlists, even when I get home from work, my, my, the first thing I do is put Star Wars Meg on because why ain't you watching Star Wars Meg? She's brilliant. Nine times out of ten, Mm-hmm. To share her, her, her video for the day, she does one seven days a week, and I see my notifications. She just put one out late. She usually turns it up around nine thirty ten a.m. Eastern our time in the U.S.
1: Yes, yes, she's a workhorse. A workhorse. She is always posting out videos. I, I've watched her content a few times. only reason why I haven't subscribed is because of leaks, because I know she goes over leaks. But,
0: yes, she um, and
1: yes, and I. I have, but was, outside of that... I think she's
0: amazing. I think she's a top-tier creator. Yes, she, she's way smarter than me. <laughs> you, I know my stuff here and there, but, yeah, when I'm watching Meg, I'm just like, teach me, teach me. Yes. Yes, yeah, she's friends with, straight up, if folks don't already know, she's friends with making Star Wars, who is the top of getting, and I follow those spoilers. I just don't share them when I hear them. Right, right. and I if I'm asked, I'll I'll do that like in Twitterverse DMs or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, recently, just a few months ago, I did have one Star Wars podcaster that is a friend of mine, those Chicago ways, turned up right in the middle of Ahsoka, and he was like, "There's this one character coming up. You know anything about this?" And he was talking about three PO, and I knew about that. (laughs) I knew about that about a week before. Oh, um, wow. Actually, Meg was the one that got a hold of that. Jason never got that. Bespin Bulletin never got that. Meg got that. Wow. She, I'm a channel supporter of hers, and she put it in the Patreon. And I was like, ooh, okay, because it was originally, before, it was supposed to be, we were supposed to see Leia. And then for whatever reason, that didn't work out. So 3PO took her place.
1: Wow, I did not, yeah, I haven't delved too much into the leaks because I always get worried that, you know, well, as a reactor anyway, that it's going to ruin my, you know, my genuinism and just uh, my reaction to it Because I, that's also another reason why I don't like watching trailers, because especially when you know so much about Star Wars, you can kind of figure out, like, where this is going, what's going to happen, uh, Yeah. You know? Yeah, so I always, uh, get a little worried about watching too many trailers or, or re- hearing about leaks and stuff like that. I like the idea, I like reporting on, oh, so-and-so was casted and, you know, this person was casted, you know, this video game's gonna be coming out, uh, just because, you know, the fan in me wants to do these things, but when I start seeing like, you know, like discussion film talking about this, I always get out, ah, no, I gotta meet this person, no, I gotta do this just to save my, to save my reactions. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. now nah, the spoilery stuff has never bothered me. I found, I found Jason Ward and his channel back around the time the Force Awakens 2014-15 when he oh, was wow. just into this because he's got friends that work for Lucasfilm. So the information he gets comes from inside Lucasfilm. It doesn't come from Reddit or anywhere else. So, and he's very, very good at what he does. He's 80 to 90% yeah, I found him back audio 2014-15 and was listening to him finding all this stuff because he finds it so far ahead, like a year and a half, that I'm able to be able to, I I can do like he does. I can take that part of whatever I've heard that long ago mm-hmm. and set it off to the side and then I go into whatever the next new Star Wars thing is, which just, like I always say, friends, know, tell me a story. I go in, open why do why wonder and then after I've soaked it all in for a bit and then I'll go back and look and I'll be like, Damn, Jason got that right. And he got that right, and he got that right. He even did, as far there's sometimes he he's not allowed to tell stuff. That he's always got something in his back his back pocket that he has to sit on. He can't <laughs> put out everything he knows, but Yes. All right, we got into the books. Also a pre-show, you mentioned comics. Yes. Yes, Did that start... Where did you start with comics at? Was it with the Dark Horse stuff around the 90s?
1: So, it was the Dark Empire. Oh, yeah. Yes, and it's so funny because that is actually... That actually started the... uh, I guess you could say the obsession over the expanded universe and then also i started to understand that i just couldn't talk star wars with anyone older than me because Mm -hmm. um that was also during the time of like you know revenge of the sith and attack of the clones had come out and hayden christensen i want to say was heavily criticized for that for that Mm -hmm. era that especially that movie and you know people wanted to talk about the last jedi but i really feel like at that time the attack of the clones was definitely the most divisive film because of the way Anakin Skywalker was portrayed. And I don't, I never had any problems with it. I've, I, I, I was growing up with the story as the story was evolving, you know, and so I was okay with it. And then when I found out about the expanded universe and the Earth to the Empire and things like that, but specifically the Dark Empire comics with Luke Skywalker and how he did turn to the dark side and serve the Emperor, you know, and uh, all these things, you know, like all this stuff. And I was trying to, make my uncle understand i was like yeah you know like he's luke turns to the dark side you know he serves the emperor the emperor comes back alive and you know he's like nah not my luke nah and back then you know before Mm -hmm. this not my luke thing was happening like that's what he would say and uh and i would always try to uh at that time i was showing him and saying, no this this is what happens and you know I would just get insulted and then he would insult the people that wrote it, you know, say it's not real Star Wars and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, that comic helped me understand that it wasn't being created for them. It was being created for someone like me, you know, where the movies weren't enough and I wanted more of this of this of this food. You know, I wanted more of this and I wanted to just absorb
0: more. And Oi. uh yeah. I was yeah I was back in my late twenties I had I had the all the whole run of Dark Empire comics yes and yeah I didn't hold on them quite too tightly but that was the Star Wars that we had back then Um just a, my opinion thing because I've heard this before and it turned up quite a bit after we did get the Last Jedi just like you mentioned your uncle with the Dark Horse comics he's not my Luke. <laughs> No, Luke, belongs, Luke, Luke is a character that belongs to the storyteller. Mm-hmm. The storyteller is going to do whatever they want to do with that particular character. Yes. Um. Yeah, comics now. What do we got? Marvels back in. Mm-hmm. Um. Is it IDW that's stepping out so Dark Horse can come back in? Am I st- understanding that right?
1: Yeah, that's what I think that's what it's looking like right now, I because I haven't delved too much into the comics, because High Republic had stopped for a while, and uh, also, I, I just really wish we got more sequel trilogy content, because I think that's always a good thing when content is being pushed down for these other
0: eras. Um, but I think the other courses... Yeah. Yeah, a lot of folks would love to have more sequel trilogy stuff. I've I've heard that over the past... Year in my daily playlist listening. There, you, yes, you ain't, you ain't alone, my lord. You ain't alone.
1: Yeah, fam. It's 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 not even because like I just want to see the the stories extent It's not whether or not that I like it or I enjoy it. It's just because that's where I feel like Star Wars is the most effective. And you know, I'm glad that we have Ahsoka and The Mandalorian because I I love these shows. These are some of my favorite shows. You know, I love the High Republic. I love the Old Republic. I'm so obsessed with the, those eras. Um, and the thing is, is like, I just like to see the story evolve and extend, just the way I saw return of the Jedi, because when I saw return of the Jedi, and then of course I saw Hayden at the end of those movies, you know, I was like, well, it doesn't feel like the story ends, you know? And like, and that's the thing too, is like, everyone always says, it talks about uh, you and I know because of aftermath, but everyone always is always like, oh yeah, the war ended on Endors. No, it ended on the battle of Jakku. You know, the the empire just didn't disappear overnight. <laughs> that's not how uh, it works.
0: You, you know now, I've heard that spoke to too. That that choice was made for mm-hmm. the momentary everyday folk that are that are giving this a watch because mm-hmm. that's what they would be familiar with because they've likely seen Return of the Jedi and, and that was the end of the empire there. Yeah, but the rest of us and, and when they were putting Ahsoka together and, and speaking to when the war ended, that was that it, Dave and, and the whole crew that's in, in, involved in putting that together. They know we, that we know this stuff and yeah. we're not going to make a, a big fuss of, over it.
1: Yes. Yes. yeah. When I see it, I see it. I'm just like, oh, OK. All right. Well, I, I that makes sense, I guess, because everybody else isn't reading these comics or the aftermath books, you know, they, they're just uh, they're watching the movies and, and that's fine. That's
0: that's more than okay. <laughs> Alright, let's see. Most folks know me as the podcast listener that shares out everything I'm listening to. Star Wars Podcasts, you any any of your favorite listening to?
1: So I I haven't dwelled into too much because uh, recently I get very kind of finicky finicky about like the way lore is talked about. And, uh, I don't like it when people, they haven't read something and they're trying to talk about it and then it's not like the correct stuff. And which is why I haven't been watching as many content creators as I used to, you know, so I'll, you know, I'll watch Star Wars Explained, you know, and a few others, uh, my, my friends in the Dyad to the element and Darth Chaco. uh, who I, I really enjoy their stuff. Um, every once in a while I'll listen to somebody else, but there isn't really anyone that I have been, Listening to too much, I would say, as as much as I did back in the day, because back in the day it was like, uh, you know, I was casual, I was obsessed, but I was casual, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, I would listen to Star Wars Theory, and uh, not to shoot anything at Star Wars Theory. It's just after a while, I just I just didn't want to listen to the drama and everything else, so I just moved away and try to find somebody else. But I haven't been as dedicated into looking at podcasts like I was maybe five or six years ago.
0: I know who Theory is. I've never paid any mind to. I've never heard him because mm-hmm. I'm an I'm an audio listener. Right. I've seen seen in, in spaces here and there some of the momentary crap that he drums up. Yeah, and he's big enough that the for me listening to podcasts and sharing them out, I do that for them. I'm just the listener in hopes that somebody else will. I've I've managed to get some folks to. Oh, I didn't know about this until you recommended it. I'm like, that's why I do it, so you can find it and listen to it. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of really good, smart ones. On the audio side, um, every Wednesday, I would definitely recommend Star Wars Sessions. It's, it's Matt and Wood. Yes, I met them, to, back in the days before the Resistance podcast became a thing when Star Wars Nudes net had a message board set up, like the old Force.net message boards. Oh,
1: wow. Yes.
0: Yeah. They had this little little thing. I think you can still find it on their website, on NewsNet's website. It's called the Cantina. And I was bopping around in there while I was, this is before I got into the Twitterverse. Because Star Wars podcasters brought, gave me, made me make the choice. I didn't want nothing to do with no social media. In 2018, I started looking around because I'm, I like I listen to these folks all through a week and over months and years. And some, some in my pod library have been going 10, 12 years. There's, there's a few I've still got that are still recording audio podcasts for to this day that have been recording for that long. Like the Wampus Lair, if you've ever heard of, wow. they just into the 11 years. Um, the Ion Canon has got to be. 15 years or so yeah th- those those folks but I met Matt Matt Hudson in the chat and he said we were just getting ready to start make putting together this new little podcast would you be interested in listening and I'm like absolutely I'm like where, where are you putting it and at the time I had an iPod touch and he's like well you can find us on Apple I'm like what's the name of it and he's like Star Sessions. I'm like I'll give you a listen yeah, they are super smart, super positive, super funny. They're from over in the UK. Um, they, they just have a blast talking about, they get deep in it too. Yeah. If you're looking for, and they usually go around hour and a half, once a week, when there's new Star Wars stuff out, they'll put out their recaps. So then there's twice as much sessions every week like when when Ahsoka was running they would put out their Ahsoka recaps and then move their their main show to like Friday and then after Ahsoka ended then they just went back to Wednesdays but yeah I've got so many different recommended listenings there's there's a lot of really smart, funny folks out there some of them can get very R-rated but it's all in the fun of talking Star Wars
1: Yes, yes, yes. I, I've, I've, I did listen to a lot of 7x7 and uh, his Rebel Risers. Uh, he's really cool. I, I enjoy him. Really nice dude. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, 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 that's crazy that so many podcasts have been around for that long. Honestly, that's insane.
0: Yeah, now here, here's me dipping into this. <laughs> all right, podcast. Star Wars Music, which that's, that's a sea and ocean all to itself. Yes,
1: yes. Um, I will say that that uh, Kiner has done amazing in Ahsoka. Like, I'm sitting here and and listening to these songs every other day now, and I just said to myself, like, I think they can do it all. <laughs> like, like I think that they get like going forward. If star, if a Star Wars project does not have Somebody to work on music, I I just say let them do it. Like uh, Not, everything everything that happened with Ahsoka, I just I don't know. I I thought that was probably some of the best music that we've gotten since the Mandalorian.
0: Like that's the first time I've heard that. There's some in our fandom that are hoping when Mr. Williams does choose to stop at some that point will come at some time. Yeah. That would it be Kevin, and his son and daughter it was yeah. one of his two sons was involved mm. I think those are Sean and Dean and his daughter Deanna mm, but it, okay. it was just Sean and Deanna that helped him with Ahsoka this time yeah some folks are wondering if maybe could it be Kevin to take Mr. Williams spot and make Star Wars music for the new stories coming Right. Yeah. yeah
1: is, isn't he done though? I thought he was done with Kenobi. I thought that was going to be it. Or maybe I heard misinterpreted. Who, Kevin? Uh, uh, uh Lucas. I'm oh, sorry, not Lucas. Sorry. Um. John Williams. John, Williams. thank you. Jeez, <laughs> I'm, I'm a fraud. The last, <laughs> John thing,
0: the last thing he did was uh, Indy Five.
1: Right. But, that's right. Yes, <laughs> I, that was after Kenobi. Yes.
0: Uh, right now, I'm not sure whether he's he's step back out again or not mm-hmm. and it yeah, might be done now with actor strike going on and literally nobody working except the writers yeah. so this might be the last of him and yeah Star Wars music can get there not just the soundtracks and scores but or or the music that uh, Nicholas Patel did for Andor which I thought was brilliant or Joseph Shirley and Ludwig Gorenson did for Mando, Book of Boba Fett. It can get, um, they can get way deeper even than that. There's there's some stuff my girls got me hooked on too that can be found on YouTube. Mm. There's a Flux Pavilion did like this dubstep kind of version of the Rebels Rebels TV show soundtrack. Oh,
1: okay.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Look, yes. Yeah. My girls got me hooked into that. I don't really listen to aside Star Wars music. I was fairly well schooled into listening. Like you had the, the record album of the soundtrack of Star Wars and then God Empire and Return of the Jedi. And yes. then as my kids were growing up they, they became both became flutists in high school and and they were to, um, national honors level. Oh wow. Yeah. On weekends when they, we'd get to spend together and when the sequel trilogy coming out, I've heard live the raise, race theme played here in my little bitty apartment by both of them and countless other, we'd be looking up online sheet music. Yeah. I would have live Star Wars music played by them. Aww.
1: That's awesome. Especially that Ray theme, man. That Ray theme's a
0: banger. <laughs> it's so hooked into them. And then finding different stuff like Jedi Steps, and we get to hear that. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. And that is awesome. Also a great song.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Now we bounce over to collecting. And I know you have a. I've seen background <laughs> watching a few of your videos, Funko Pops and whatnot.
1: Yes. Yes, I am. Um, I'm trying so hard to, uh, <laughs> to not get into statues, but I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to hold my fixation off because some of these statues are so in-depth, they're so detailed. And uh, there's one that I want specifically that is uh, Darth Vader and Hayden Christensen's face under it from Kenobi and Rebels. And I've been looking at it and I'm just like, oh, it's going to happen. Oh man, it's, I'm going to get it, you know, and, uh, I, I just, I just, I just really enjoy it. And I love my Funko Pops too. And the reason why I love Funko's is because they're way more affordable than, you know, statues. Uh, and they're, they also just make so many, like there's so many variants of a character, you know, so if you miss a character one year, you, there's probably going to be another version of that character coming out soon. So I feel like the FOMO. Isn't as bad with Funkos as it is like other things like merchandise or other toys, Black Series, you know things like that. So yeah, that's why I've I've been really enjoying that. And then um, I also, <laughs> although this is, uh, I guess this, this can be classified as merchandise, but also I love shirts. <laughs> I love clothes. That's um, merchandise. Yes, yes. So there's this one, uh, there's this one site, Heroes Villains. It's called, and their quality is. Sensation. Uh, I, every time I put something in the wash, and that's usually when you can tell like how good or bad something is, it degrades, right? And, uh, and uh, I've bought these amazing shirts from them. The Ahsoka one that I just did recently with the uh, tie dye Ahsoka. Like I put this stuff in the wash and it looks like brand new every single time every single time and i'm a guy i don't know how to really do laundry outside putting it in there and then putting detergent in there and that's it it's clean you know so uh so that type of quality helps someone like me and i i every time i see something new i i probably instantly spend more money than i should
0: (laughs) um by statues were you meaning something in relation to like hot toys
1: yes 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 that's exactly what i'm referring to yes
0: <laughs> I thought so. This, not, what was it, a month or so back, um, they were putting up the pre-orders for Sabine and Hera. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, just Adam, and I've already heard folks in my playlist, like, that looks like Mary Elizabeth and Natasha standing in front of me. They're, it is they look so that real. Good. Yeah.
1: So real, fam. Like, it is, it's terrifying to me, like, how real it is. I'm just like, I, sometimes, you know, at a quick glance and I'm scrolling, I'm just like, oh, my God, it's, oh, okay, it's, a, it's not the real person. It's actually a statue. Because I'm waiting for an Ahsoka the White, honestly, statue. That's what I'm waiting for. Whenever that happens, I'm probably going to pre order that. the day one, day zero.
0: Oh, we were, we were showing it, so you give them the time. there, it's probably in pre-production talk right now before mm. and hot toys if i understand it right they take about a, a year before you, you get them
1: yes that's a very long time i think even the anakin one that i keep looking at still or maybe that's releasing like this week actually and it's been it's been up since earlier this year
0: ok um let's see this one in a, a chat with another twitterverse friend come out of left the at me star wars fan films any any fan films do you favor
1: like watching Oh my gosh you know it's so funny because i know that there's been so many over the years uh yeah but i i don't know maybe you remember this one uh and i don't know the name of it but this is one of the first fan films that i've ever seen this was like the early years of youtube back in the day like there wasn't any like uh or, um, all these like awesome expensive lightsabers. Like people were just going to Home Depot getting like PVC pipe and making lightsabers, you know. And it was, it was a Darth Mole fan film. It wasn't, uh, one of the newer ones that I've seen the last like six or seven years where he kills all these Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was an older one where like uh, he was inside a ship and he was coming down, he was facing other Zabrick's. Uh, and because the Zabriks, uh, were jealous of him being given the gift of the dark side and giving an, appra- it was like one of the first uh, fan films that I had ever seen. I think it was one of the first fan films on Star Wars, but it was just Darth Maul, a shirtless Darth Maul going around and, and beating up other Zabrics that wanted to be a part of the, uh, the dark side enthusiasts. It was a really awesome, really cool. And, and that's when that, you know, that made me understand that I was just touching the surface there were so many others oh yeah um, yeah there's a, there's a bunch and then I, I i remember i don't know if it's a fan film but it there was this like test animation i think on youtube of uh, it was like it was called star wars anime but um, it was a tie fighter pilot tie fighter pilots i think oh the an- um, yeah it was an it was an animated one that one was also very well done ahead of its time definitely
0: that was the empire we were seeing it from the Empire's eyes yes. where they were jumping a rebel fleet.
1: Yes, yes, I think the one of them too, the TIE Fighter probably takes off the helmet and it's a girl and she's mm-hmm. going around and she's going nuts. She's going insane. I, I I just thought it was so well done.
0: Yeah, that I definitely remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, when you were saying earlier, the first thing I'm thinking, is he going to go all the way back to Hardware Wars?
1: Oh, man, I don't even know which one that is. Oh, you just reminded me of another one. Of the um, troopers, I think it's called troopers. It was like cops, but they're on Troops. gasoline. Yes, Kevin yeah. yeah, that yeah. Was, that was thing. one of the first ones I've seen because my uncle was a cop at the time, and so he was <laughs> showing us. And I just remember that distress call of them <laughs> going out there with Aunt Beru. You <laughs> know, oh God, man, that was that was a different time.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Um, there's a neat little series made by a, a studio called Black Sheep Studios.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's got maybe four or five different videos to it. And it's following from me being the Imperial supporter, former stormtrooper. And hopefully yeah. in another year or so, I will have my armor back. Um, it's called Imps. The relentless and it's following stormtroopers assigned to the star destroyer relentless oh and it's it's I can't remember what it's called whenever you take the letters and put the dots between them because each of the letters stands for imperial military personnel stories I think is how it, it plays out yeah that there's a series of those. I can't remember how far back they were. Maybe m- m- mid 2000s ish. Yeah, they're fantastic. I just recommended them to somebody yesterday to to give them a look. Wow. I've got them saved in, in on my YouTube. Nice. Every now and then I got a bunch bounce back into them. Um. Yeah. Fan films. Star Wars YouTube channels, which one of is yours. Also, yeah, I've been in live chat with you a few times.
1: Mhm.
0: You bounce over to the other friends' live chats.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes, I I actually love going on and um when Element and Diet are doing their thing, I'll try to go on there. Star Wars Explained is doing his thing, I'll try to go on there. Uh hello Greedio. I love watching Hello Greedio. Um Hello Greedo is actually one of my favorite channels. Mm-hmm. Um I I just I love It's so funny cuz I'm such a hardcore fan, but I also love where you know, there's different versions of hardcore fans. You know, maybe they're movies only, or maybe they dip into a lot, all the movies and live action and only a little bit of the animation. You know, maybe a book or comic. Uh, you know, I, I really like to get everybody's kind of like, uh, angle on the franchise and what it's doing. You know, so where me, where I'll love this, this one episode or this one movie because it does XYZ, but then mm-hmm. someone else, is all like you know? I just didn't really care for that, and and at the start I was just like, yeah, you know, that's a that's that's a stupid opinion. But after I've gotten you know older and wiser, I I appreciate that opinion so much more because mm-hmm. that's the one thing I feel like that there's there's such a diverse uh, amount of fans. You know, not everybody reads all the comics, not everybody reads all the books, not everybody is into animation. You know, and and I think that's where it's so beautiful to see all these people still love the same thing you know they may they may not like it become a little bit more uh radical or you know diverse whatever they just they like this thing and this vague version of this thing that we all can get together and watch so I, that's why i think i follow someone like hello as well because he's also a very uh experienced and intelligent about like the making of star wars and he gives a lot of exposure mm-hmm. to these channels that that uh that can help you understand this stuff you know like uh i think it was the uh, 1977 4k project or something that they were doing you know things that i didn't i had no idea about um which is very interesting and and all this other stuff I, i think it's really cool to see things like that and i also love deep space i also love uh interstellar travel and uncharted space and so that's why i listened to a lot of uh eckhart's ladder at the time uh when he was doing his thing about space um and outside of that, there's only a few other people that I'll watch every now and then to see if they liked it. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's really it for now.
0: Unfortunately for me now that I have a different job that has way different work hours. I used to jump quite a few different friends would do live streams through the week, week work day week around seven or eight o'clock my time, which now unfortunately puts me to bed. And some of them I, I've, been to that they've actually granted me me moderator status to keep the riffraff out but lately anymore well things being quiet now there's very few if any that that uh i get the the chance the ones that i do get the chance to when he is like they might be wrapping up one now is right when we started the pre-show stuff making Star Wars was talking about that what whatever's going on with the, the Sean Levy Star Wars chatter that's going on out in the the Twitterverse and, and Star Wars news. Yeah, he was just putting that up. I'm going to have to go back and and to do the replay on that. Yeah. To see what that was. Um last thing I got cuz we're coming up close yes. is I've just conscripted you into the empire, okay. which means you really got a choice. Okay. All right, there's many different branches. Uh-huh. There's are tax, comms. What's your job? What you picking to do? You're gonna wear Oh wow.
1: That's so. That's so interesting. You know, because of my reaction time, um, and because of. My former athleticism. I wouldn't mind being a pilot. Um, what type of pilot? I don't know because I know I would get into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I know I would get into trouble because as, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm a big Sith guy. I love, I love the Sith. I love the Empire. Um, but I also don't like to be a pawn, you know, so I might have a run in. With someone that is much higher than I am and I might die because of it because I said something stupid or I, or I was being honest. Uh, but I just, I love the idea of, of being a pilot, having that freedom. Maybe I defect, maybe I defect from, from that too because I just don't like anybody's cause or, or, you know, or objective of why they're doing this. You know, the empire is the empire. We know what's going to happen. Um, so I think also the best opportunity for me is to understand how to fly in this galaxy and be able to navigate it. So, uh, if something does happen, I can just put a dammer in this and get out of here <laughs> when I need to or Han Solo or whatever I need to. I, I think that would probably be the best outcome for me. Learn how to be a pilot. You know, they're always valuable and, uh, do the best to stay out of trouble, <laughs> which is impossible.
0: <laughs> Maybe cargo pilot will keep you out of trouble.
1: Yes, yes, yes. But I also feel like there's just so many rules for, for, especially the Imperials, you know? Uh, why isn't this clean? What, why were you, why did you arrive here? You know, where's your clearance code? You know, why haven't you got any new clearance codes? You know, things like that. I'm just like, I'm not sure if I could keep up with the logistics. That's where I think where, uh, uh, the simplified, you know, maybe I'll be, uh, an interceptor pilot or something and work my way up. Uh, hopefully I don't have, uh, I run-in with Vader and have to cover him because you know how he does with failure. And I'm the master of failure.
0: So, <laughs> you know. Some and regulations. And the first thing that popped into my head was Lieutenant Gorn on Aldani before he gives up his cover. Yeah. why <laughs> stuff ain't painted and that they're putting off on it because they want to go and watch the eye. And he's like, we'll make sure you have it done by the next day's shift. Mm-hmm. All the rules and regs. As soon as you said that, I'm like, all I can hear is Gorn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on his, on his men.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, we have hit it. Just like I usually say whenever me and Jeff wrap up a topic to borrow a thing when Jason finishes his streams is I think we did it.
1: Yeah, so I think we did.
0: <laughs> In the cafe chatting with me. Yeah. Lord Dagger. Sure.
1: Yes, I I loved it. I, I love the idea. Plus, cantinas are really cool. I think you can't go wrong with that.
0: <laughs> nah, and it was rather quiet in here this afternoon. I <laughs> guess. Yes. Later on, all the riffraff and ruckus will be coming. <laughs> yeah. yes. So, listeners to the cafe, where is Lord Dagavir to be found?
1: Yeah, just about anywhere there's a handle, I guess. <laughs> so, at LordDagavir at Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube, of course, which is the bulk of the content, and Instagram if you want me to post pictures of my cat and other Star
0: Wars things. <laughs> Very good. Alrighty, Mos Espa and listeners around the galaxy, until the next time I'm in the cafe. May the force be with you. See you on the radio. I have spoken. Give the
1: evacuation code signal. Thank you for stopping by the cafe. Life is all about passions. Thank you for lending me your ear while I shared all of mine. You can follow the Blue Milk Cafe on Twitter at that BMC pod. You can follow the Facebook group, the BMC pod. You can also email the Blue Milk Cafe, that BMC pod at gmail.com. And remember, blue milk—it does a body good.